Hello, everyone. My name is Terrence Williams, and welcome to the Dreams, Seams, and Small Business Things podcast. In this episode, I thought it would be really interesting to talk about my sewing journey. We all have a sewing journey, and some of them are really interesting. Well, all of them are really interesting, but I think some really capture your attention in a unique way because there's such a unique, interesting inspiration for them. And I feel that my story is no different. So if you don't know, I run my small business, Terrence Williams Designs, where I create and sew ethically sourced and sustainably produced clothing and accessories. I started on Etsy and outgrew the platform and decided to launch my own website and rebrand. And here we are now. What's interesting about me is I am self-taught. And I always say when it comes to sewing, it is one thing where I am always constantly learning. Still, to this day, constantly learning new things about sewing, surging, using the machine, different techniques. There's just, for me, there's always something new to learn, which is one of the reasons that I really love sewing so much. I literally just learned the other week that you can iron your patterns in order to get the wrinkles out, my mind was blown. (laughs) And now I'm a little lazy with it, so I don't do it all the time. (laughs) It's something that I have to get better at. But that's what I mean. There's little things like that, being a self-taught sewer, not going to school that you just learn along the way. And it's one of the many exciting things about sewing. So I am self-taught. I've always really been into fashion, clothing, uh, designers, brand name things. I would read and pour over the pages of Vogue. And when the fashion shows would come out, you could go to the website, Vogue website, and you could look at all of everything related to Fashion Week, all of the fashion shows, the designers, they would give you a breakdown of each picture. So I would obsess over that stuff. So I could tell you walking down the street uh, or looking at pictures, I could tell you who the designer was, what season it was, what the collection was, what the inspiration was. I was like a walking thesaurus when it came to fashion. But from that, I really got into fashion design and really wanting to know how things were constructed, how they were made, how they were produced. Because during this time in college, I was kind of coming to terms with myself and discovering who I was, and my style started to change. And the things that I wanted to wear, I couldn't find in the store. And I think for a lot of us, that's our one of our inspirations. We want to wear stuff that we can't find in the store, or we want to wear stuff that is super designer, super expensive, out of our price range or budget. So we just want to make it. So that really was the main inspiration. I just wanted clothes that I had seen in TV or movies or other people wear that I couldn't find in store in the men's section. So I really wanted to make it for myself. So I started sketching, had a little notebook And I would sketch dresses and outfits, and my sister would see me sketching when I would go home from college on break, and she would be like, oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm sketching these dresses. I really want to learn how to sew. That way I can make my own clothing. And don't you know, 
I was home for Christmas break and my sister bought me my first sewing machine. It was a Singer sewing machine that she got from Walmart. And along with the sewing machine, she got me a gift card to Joann's. And that really was the start of my sewing journey. And being self-taught, I learned through YouTube, lots of YouTube videos. <laughs> and I learned from reading the manual. <laughs> reading the manual in the book that came with my sewing machine. And I know that surprises a lot of people, but I'm the type of person where when it comes to that, I am, I have to read the manual. I have to read the instructions. And not only once, I will read them a hundred times. I will read the book front to back, back to front a million times. I sat with my sewing machine and I would read an instruction and then do the prompt on the sewing machine, read the next instruction, do the prompt on the sewing machine over and over and over because I really wanted to know how the machine worked, why it worked in the certain ways that it did. Um, it was like literally a piece of machinery. It was a baby. So my baby. So I really wanted to know everything that went into it. So that's really how I taught myself just lots of practice. And it was not glamorous in the beginning. <laughs> it, really, <laughs> it really was not. I could barely sew a straight stitch. But I think we all can relate to that, or most of us. Some people out there can hop on a sewing machine and pick it up in a second. But me, it, it took a while. So I made the usual mistakes. I still remember going into Joanne's. And going right over to the cotton quilting, quilting section to pick up some fabric for a tank top and t-shirt. And I now know that you sh should not use cotton quilting fabric to make an athletic t-shirt or tank top. <laughs> it was not going to work. Was it cute? Yeah, it was cute. Could I put it on comfortably and wear it? comfortably not really no no <laughs> but that that's one of the great things about learning how to sew and teaching yourself you get to make those mistakes and you get to try those things and experiment and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you so during this time it was probably i graduated college in 2011 so this was like 2009 2010 2011 i joined the fashion club at the university of delaware that's my alma mater and i was part of the committee that planned the end of the year fashion show for the seniors so that we picked a theme and then the seniors had to create a collection based off of that theme that they presented at the end of the year and it was this big fashion show, but part of the fashion show was people in the club or in the school could input their designs based on the theme. So the first year it was um, all about sustainability. So I made a dress out of metal. It was not the cutest thing at all. <laughs> but the second year, I it was mythical creatures. So I made a dress that was a phoenix so it was red and it had red and orange and yellow feathers and she had wings and i loved that dress and it, it was really funny because during the fittings i could see everyone looking at my design and you could win a prize 
if you were in the top three, you you won a prize. So I could see people looking at my dress during the fittings and there were mumblings and murmurings and my friends in the club were like, oh my God, you're going to win because that dress is fantastic. It's wonderful. And I was like, really? It really hyped me up because again, I was self-taught. I had only been sewing for about a year, not even, you know, making tank tops out of, you know, <laughs> cotton, the wrong type of cotton. So I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just really passionate and and really wanted to learn. So I taught myself how to read patterns and to make this dress and to, to sew this dress. And it wasn't perfect by any means, but, and I still have it, but I loved it. And I submitted it into the show. And don't you know, I won third place. <laughs> So I said, if I can do this, I can do anything. And my sewing journey started from there. And now I'm making caftans and dusters and headbands and purses, so many different things. And it all started with just a dream and a sketchbook. And then that went to a gift card and a sewing machine and here we are now. And like I said earlier, I'm still learning to this day. It was only, what, two years ago that I learned how to use a serger. And when I tell you, I was so intimidated by a serger. I've always wanted one ever since I started doing clothing production. Because before, when I was doing my dusters and my caftan dresses, I would just do a straight stitch and then I would zigzag it in order to make sure that the seam didn't come apart. And the seam didn't come apart, but it just didn't look nice. It just didn't look professional. But I learned about sergers and I saw the stitches that they, they could do and I was in love and I wanted a serger. But then I saw those four spools of thread sitting on top. <laughs> Girl, I could barely work one spool of thread, let alone four. So I was so scared, so intimidated. But I finally found, and just, and looking at the inside of the machine, having to thread it, it just seems so complicated. But I finally found a machine that I was comfortable with. It's a Juki ML1000, and I still have it. And I love that machine. And it's an air threader, which I wanted because I had no idea how I was going to thread a regular serger. But I was like, oh, with an air threader, it'll be a lot easier because I just have to put the thread in the holes, push the button, and it threads my it threads it for me. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. And just like I did with my very first sewing machine, I read that manual front to back, back to front, upside down, left, right, all the different ways to learn how to work this serger. And now that I have the serger, I have three of them, actually, at this point. And now that I have them, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I waited so long. Because <laughs> this is easy. This is easy. I do have a brother lock that I have to manually thread because it's not an air threader. And that one definitely sits to the side compared to my Juki because I, I do hate threading sergers. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I know how to, and I have the confidence to do it. So I'm still learning, still growing, still on this sewing journey. I know I still have other skills that I have yet to learn that I'm really excited to learn, things that I want to improve on already. But I do think it's really important to know wherever you are in your sewing journey, whatever skills you have, 
be proud of them because we all started at the same spot, sitting in front of the sewing machine, barely able to sew a straight line. And now look at where you are. I don't think there's any room for shaming people for how they sew or the ways that they sew, whether you use clips versus pins or whether you use a certain type of needle or whether you're on a certain type of machine. There's just no place for shaming other people, making other people feel bad, critiquing other people's work in a really harsh way. I see that a lot in the sewing community behind the scenes. People really judging other people's work. I know as a sewer myself, I get really nervous when in my small business when other sewers purchase my things because I immediately am thinking to myself, oh my gosh, they're going to get it and they're going to think, oh, well, he doesn't know how to do this or he doesn't do this or he should have done this or he should have done that. And there's just a panic that runs through me and there's, that shouldn't be the case. We shouldn't feel nervous or panicked when people buy our stuff and support us, if it's another sewer, we really need to get to a place where we are supporting each other and realizing that other people are going to do different things than you do. So with my caftans and my dusters, I serge the, the seams on the inside. There are other people who would do a different type of stitch or a different type of closure, and that's okay. That is perfectly fine. It's just the way that I like to do it. I always say I paid a lot of money for that serger, so I am going to use that serger on everything every day. <laughs> and if it's not the way that you would do it, that's okay. It doesn't make my work any less valuable or any less important. It doesn't make your work any greater. Um, so I just think we need to respect everyone where they're at in their sewing journey and create a community that is supportive and where people don't feel ashamed or embarrassed because they don't have a serger and they have to straight stitch the inside of their garments or, you know, they don't have a, a button press or foot so they have to do it by hand or whatever the situation may be. I think it's really important to give people helpful tips and tricks and pointers in a gentle way. But I really want us to move away from shaming people and making people feel bad about their sewing. Because it, like I've said before, everyone does things differently and everyone is on their own sewing journey. And we really need to celebrate that. And again, like myself, I think we are all learning something new, whether it's reading different patterns, using different materials, I know people that are experts with sequins, and there are people who will never touch sequins. I just learned how to do darts and a bra top. There are probably people out there who have been doing darts since they first started sewing. You know, we're, it's sewing is a journey, and we're all on this journey together, and I just think it's really important to support each other. But that is a little bit of my sewing journey. I always give a shout-out to my sister, and I always say that, she saw that I was passionate about it. And so she really put me on this journey by getting me that sewing machine and that gift card. She really saw the vision before I even did. It's really important to have people like that in your life who love you and support you in all the ways, even if the ideas seem absurd and crazy. It's important to have people who will ride along on the crazy idea train with you. But I am so blessed that I have a sister 
who supported me and saw the vision. And I'm so grateful and thankful for her support. I'm also grateful and thankful for my best friends who have supported me along the way, tested stuff out with for me, have worn my designs, modeled my designs. <laughs> it really means a lot. And this sewing journey has brought me so much gratitude and so much success and so many opportunities that I could not have imagined in my wildest dreams. And it all started with a few sketches and a dream. And here we are now. So if you don't take anything away from this podcast, one thing I do want you to take away is that dream big, speak things into existence, And when you put in the hard work and you put in the dedication, things will happen. And if you want to start sewing, because I hear it all the time, I wish I could learn how to sew, start. Get a cheap machine. It doesn't have to be anything expensive. And practice and practice and learn. But know that in the beginning, it's not going to be easy and it's going to take a while. You're not going to be sewing couture gowns or wedding gowns in a day. (laughs) I think that's a misconception that we can sit down in front of the machine and learn how to do it. And then we'll be sewing, you know, full-blown garments in a day. Maybe you will. Maybe you're a savant. I don't know. (laughs) But it does take time. It It does get frustrating. Believe me, it does get frustrating. When your bobbin runs out, when things get tangled, things get jammed, you don't know what's going on. It does get frustrating. But power through it keep trying. And I promise you, it is totally, totally worth it. There is nothing else that I would rather be doing. I get to wake up every day and do what I love. I get to sew, I get to create, I get to fabric shop, fabric hoard. (laughs) I get to do it all. And I love it. I really do. So Again, thank you for tuning in to my podcast, the first real episode. I wanted to just give a little background again on my sewing journey. I hope this inspires you if you are a new sewer to continue sewing and to learn new things, try things that you're afraid of. If you are wanting to get into sewing, I hope this inspires you to start looking at machines and actually pick up a machine and go out and get one. And if you are an experienced sewer and you've been sewing for a while. Again, I hope this inspires you to lead with grace when it comes to people who are just joining the sewing club. Uh, Be a leader, uh, be an inspiration and a helpful guide to them. And also don't be afraid to teach, but also don't be afraid to learn new things, new techniques, work with new fabrics, work with new prints, work with new patterns, something out of your comfort zone. You never know what you will end up creating, and it it can surprise you. (laughs) So until next time, thank y'all for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and I will see you in the next one. Make good choices, everyone.